You know, I was suicidal actually. And I don't think we've ever actually talked about that on here. I don't really talk about it a lot, but I know you'll remember because those were the years I think you and I had had then split up, but we were still in contact Mm -hmm. and I did end up going on medication for a while to kind of get some support. Hey folks, medication is just a ladder that gets you out of a hole. Is the thought of being imperfect keeping you from taking action? Welcome to Inspired Action for Imperfect Humans. Each week, we give you real-life stories and thought-provoking research that inspires your soul to live a more fulfilled life through your own actions. From the heart of Calgary, Canada, here are your hosts, award-winning coaches, Christopher Lawrence and Kyle Kalou. Hello, hello. What's up? I like that little note there. (laughs) Totally. Me too. What's happening, Christopher James Lawrence? Kyle, what are we talking about today? That's a very good question. What are we talking about today? Because I just showed up. I just just had to show up today. You just told me, show up, and I showed up. See, I knew you wouldn't come with a plan, so I did. (laughs) For those who have not seen videos of our podcast, you probably should watch that, because that alone is another show. Just so you could see my facial expressions, um, and it's on YouTube. Well. <laughs> yeah. So if you're not, if you have never seen it, I am telling you, you're you're only getting half the story. <laughs> it's true. So, so we we're going to talk about your purpose over mm. passion. Oh, love this. Yes. I have lots to say already. Okay. Me too. Well, what do you have to say? Because you always give me crap for like rushing you through. <laughs> Here's the thing. I, I hear it's it's everywhere. And I know why it is. And I think I, ho- I hope where you go with it today is to really explain it. Because I think every time I talk to someone, either about their career, about their job, about their thing, it's about, oh, I'm passionate about this. I'm passionate. The reason why I want to do this because I'm passionate about it. Oh, because I'm really passionate. And I'm just passionate. And I hear it, and I think passion plays a role. I don't think it's everything and everything. And sometimes I'm not passionate about certain things, but I still have to do it. So I hope you go to the place with this to really talk about the difference and why one requires the other or how they can cohabitate. And if you have to give up one, which one would you give? I don't know where you're going to go with it, but I, I just have this thing it has to be more than passion that's that's really what i'm saying it, it we have to go beyond passion and not that i deliberately tried to plug your book there but <laughs> deliberately i i say that to people all the time great title by the way like you have a knack for titling i'll give you that much folks all the titles you see on the podcast most of them did not come from me because if i had my way it probably would be a completely different thing um but christopher really has a knack for titling and he did that great with the company like our company name uh, is really titled, I mean, is brilliant title uh, by Christopher, as well as his book, because I literally say it all the time. Like, what is beyond passion? Like, what's the next thing? Because it can't just be passionate, because we're not passionate every day. I did tell you I had a lot to say. Okay, I'll, I'll, I'll shut up. But what are we talking about today? What well, I mean, you seem to have about? a case, so I don't know why I have to say anything. <laughs> girl what you all can't see is that he is laughing but he's doing a silent laugh which makes me look like i'm nasty 
Why don't you laugh out loud so damn okay. people can hear you? <laughs> okay, so I, I, I want to start with a story here. Okay, yep. so this the story is this. I remember having an existential crisis uh, a few years ago, a number of years ago, actually, when I was working at um, in an oil and gas firm. Nothing against the oil and gas firm at all, just just where I was in my life. Okay. So I want to read a definition of what an existential crisis is. Um, because people need to know. So, so the way that it's defined on, why are you laughing at me already? I just heard people, the people of them need to know. I heard the Patwa version of the people needs to know in my head. That's all. That's, no, that's what I said. I said, damn people. Okay. I said it okay, in the past so version. Was, okay. Yeah, yeah I no. thought I heard it. I just no, totally. Yeah, yeah, it. no, totally. Okay, got it. <laughs> okay, so, so, an existential crisis, uh, also known as existential dread, are moments when individuals question whether their lives have meaning, purpose, or value, and are negatively impacted by the contemplation. Wow. And so I think, I think people run into this in their lives. I think now more than ever, because now that so much is provided for us, like, you know, I think, you know, 50 years ago, a hundred years ago, well, a hundred years ago, you know, you look at like the wars and that kind of thing is like purpose was survival. Purpose was providing for your family. Purpose was finding a stable job and sticking with it and being loyal. But all of those old concepts, because we live in a world of luxury, and I know that not everybody does, but right. we have choice more than we've ever had. Basic needs are provided for more than they ever have been. We've still got a long way to go, right? So don't send me hate me email. And I am a social justice warrior when it comes to that stuff. But I think more than ever, people are lacking purpose. And so mm -hmm. what do we do? We numb out and scroll our lives away on our phones. I remember going through this, uh, you know, uh, a number of years ago. And, and when people really get to this place, they can often lose their will to live, actually. Oh, right. Wow. This goes back to Viktor Frankl's work in A Man's Search for Meeting. Meaning. Sorry. A Man's Search for Meaning. Nobody's mm -hmm. searching for meetings. We want less meetings. <laughs> <laughs> no one ever said, I'm looking for a good meeting. Does anybody know? No. no. Although, okay, to be fair, addicts, addicts okay, look for a good meeting. Yeah, I did have right? that thought. You got to get your meetings others? in, right? Okay. <laughs> so. So, you know, as I was thinking about this topic for today, I was thinking about this thing about, about purpose. And when I went through this journey and I, you know, I was suicidal actually. And I don't think we've ever actually talked about that on here. I don't really talk about it a lot, but I know you'll remember because those were the years I think you and I had had then split up, but we were still yeah. in contact. Mm -hmm. And I did end up going on medication for a while to kind of get some support. Hey folks, medication is just a ladder that gets you out of a hole. Right. Mm -hmm. And then you can, Bro, you're in a place that you can now. do 
the work. And when you do the work, then sometimes for some people, there's an ability to come off the meds. Some people there isn't. For me, there was, I have not been on them for over a decade now, but, Mm -hmm. but, but, you know, I think the, you know, the reason why I mentioned this cause, cause I went through that thing. I'm like, what am I doing this for? Right. And people can do this with their businesses. They hit their vision and they're like, or their vision goes away. Right. And it's like, what am I doing this for? Right. Um, you know, people, so it can be careers, personal lives, whatever, right? It's like, what am I doing this for? And and so there can be a loss of of a will to live or exist. And, and you know, it starts by kind of like, you know, numbing out, I think, for a lot of people, they just kind of avoid mm-hmm. it. And, and so I think we do have to have purpose. And, you know, I'm privileged enough in my life that, and I say privileged, it was four years of fucking hell. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I was privileged to go through four years of hell so that I could come out the other side of it and realize that there was more for me. And I think when people say, like, I hear my clients say this all the time, I feel like I was meant for more. And there's always this like battle between their ego and like, and, and purpose. And so I think, you know, we talk about passion. I think passion's a very important thing, but I also look at passion like icing on a cake. If there's no cake, if there's no substance, passion will run in all sorts of different directions and it has no substance and it can leave us feeling wanting. So then what do we do? Like a drug, we just seek more, we seek more passion, but because it's an emotion, like all emotions, it comes and goes. Anger comes and goes. Happiness comes and goes, right? Passion, being an emotion comes and goes. So I think passion is probably the most unreliable definition of purpose that you can have because passion is actually extremely short lived. We get snippets of it. Passion is the, and you can hear I'm passionate about the subject. No kidding. I was just going to say, amen. I was like, can you guys hear that? Hello, people in the back row. Can you hear that? People in the back row, did you hear that? So (laughs) that's really what I was going to say. I was like, yes, honey. Yes. Let them know. So, but that's the thing, right? So I'm passionate about this subject, but it's a snippet. Will I always be passionate about this subject? Yes, until I'm not, or until I'm not in the moment of passion. Like, do you think people listening, because you know, Kyle and I have a lot of passion. Do you think we wake up on, you know, a winter morning in Canada when there's a blizzard and it's minus 40 Do you think it's passion that brings us in the door? Like we're human beings too. Right. Girl, there is love lost on a minus 40 winter day. Like, (laughs) you know, they say there's no love lost. It's like, oh girl, there is love lost. Like, let me tell you, that is not what brings us in the door. What brings us in the door is our purpose. And so for me, the purpose is really about helping people connect to their fulfillment. It's about helping people find their purpose and really ultimately finding, finding fulfillment in the work they do. And work is in quotations because your work might be stay-at-home parenting. It might be retirement. It might be raising children. The work is not necessarily a paid salary or wage job, right? That's my purpose because I know what it's like to not experience fulfillment in those things. And that's so important to me because I see the connection when people find that purpose, when passion's there, it just makes it taste better. When passion's not there, your purpose can help pull you through. Kyle, I want to, you know, so this is how we move through an existential crisis. Kyle, I want to ask you, Mm -hmm. talk to me about purpose in your life. And girl, you've got 30 seconds. 
I'm just kidding. Of course. You know what? Purpose, like I said, I, I'm I'm a continuously person to find the next thing as far as how am I going to live a better life? How do I share that with others to have others live a better life? How do I help people get better about themselves? Which helps me too. Make no mistake, that helps me as well. And so back to that point when you talked about what gets us in, there's moments when I look on my schedule. I said, wow, okay, the clients I have today or the workshops I have to do today, those people need me more, right? They need that more than me being warm and cozy and not doing anything. And so it's not um, obligated to be there, but I want to show up for them. You know, it's interesting. We started the podcast where I said, hey, I just showed up. You know, I'm good with just showing up and then what is needed, right? And, you know, not everyone does that. It's not to say one is better than the other. We just have different things. But make no mistake, I needed to identify what is going to help me do the things I know I want to do or need to do without feeling good about it, like without waking up and thinking it's great. So for me, every time I talk to someone, every time I do something, is what this thing in the back of my mind is, you know, what is its value and how do I leverage that? And that could be the knowledge, that could be cost savings, that could be strategies, that could be tactics. But I'm constantly looking and waiting and, and you know, observing a value, right? And again, those values are things that we accept, you know, uh, in our lives, right? Sometimes it's without logic, sometimes without notion, but it has worked for us, right? And so that is my thing when I think about purpose is, you know, how do I actually still do the things that I can do? Yeah, totally. It's interesting because with my clients over and over and over again, so much they're coming in because they feel like they're lacking passion, right? Mm -hmm. They feel like they're lacking passion and they're like, I should be happy, but I'm not. I hear that so much. It's like, I, I should be grateful, but I'm not right. Especially, you know, when they're checking and it, it, a lot of it stems from career part of that's how I market myself. Um, you know, which is why I get so many people coming in for career. Um, yeah. but, we, but we can't be passionate all the time though. Just by that other thing that you said, if it's, if it's an emotion, can you sustain an emotion the whole day that right, either really happy or really sad or really like we will go through those things. I think when people hear emotions, they think it's a happy, Oh, I feel so good. Like if you're at a funeral, what emotions are you going to have? You can't be happy. You can't be right? happy like all the time, but yeah. I think you can experience fulfillment. Where mm-hmm. I was going with this is with my clients over and over and over again, they, they're, ex- they're experiencing, you know, they, they, they're like checking all the boxes, right? I was talking about career before I was so rudely interrupted by you. Um, <laughs> He's rolling his eyes. I was experiencing, I was talking about career. And so with career, we kind of look at, you know, like the old career model. And I don't use this model because it's bullshit. Um, uh, But the old career model is you have to make good money. You have to be good at it. You need to have some passion for it. And there needs to be a market need for it. And, and most people can check the boxes and they're, and except for maybe passion. And then they say, you know, I should be grateful, but I'm not. And I'm like, Uh, you know, and then they're stuck and they become depressed or they experience depression, right? Or anxiety or, you know, and they, and they start to actually lose a bit of hope. And what's interesting actually is that when we connect to the purpose, sometimes I can tell you that probably 60% of my clients never leave the job 
like they come for career coaching because they want to find out what they should do for their living. Mm -hmm. But I'd say about 60% of the clients. So still a good portion do leave, but 60% stay and they stay with a completely refreshed perspective because we found a new purpose for them. I wanted to talk about some research, Kyle. Can I do that? Yeah. Yeah. So I've got two things. This one comes uh, from the uh, the Journal of Religion and Health. So I know religion is a loaded word. As soon as you say it, people have things to say. Okay, but but just look at the study, right? So um, uh, that's where it comes from. But it has been published from uh, on the U.S. National Library of Medicine, National Institutes of Health. Okay, so 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 don't look at the word and discredit it, folks. This this is a good academic study. So, so I'm just going to read uh, the title and just one portion of this sense. The title is called sense of purpose and sorry, sense of purpose in life and escape from self as the predictors of quality of life in, in clinical samples. So basically what this is saying is, you know, when we compare sense of purpose in life and escape from yourself, are there predictors of quality of life when we look at clinical samples? That's what we're looking at. So where I wanna go with this is, they talk about like suicide attempts. They even talk about things like uh, uh, grip strength, like the amount of grip strength you have as you age, right? What they found was, they used a life purpose in life scale a general self-efficacy scale and a satisfaction with life scale. Those are the three scales that they used. And the results, here's the sentence I wanted to read. The ability to maintain the feeling of a sense of one's existence seems to be a significant factor that protects from disease Uh, from a decrease in life quality and keeps the feeling of being able to deal in difficult situations as well as helps to accept the depression symptoms. So what's interesting, so this is a thing, right? Like some people will will experience uh, depression. and, And the interesting thing is actually one of the best ways we can move through depression is by accepting it and learning to work with it rather than seeking happiness. Seeking happiness can be like a drug. So when I get into, you know, mildly depressive emotions, I go, instead of seeking happiness, I go to the place of, I'm in this place right now and I know it's not going to last forever. How can I you know, move through this by being with this. And it's yeah. funny because usually it goes away in a day or two, whereas before it used to take months, yeah. right? And now it's like a day or two and it's like, okay, moving through. Sometimes it's a week, you know? So so it's interesting. The results of the study, people actually live longer when they have a sense of purpose. Of course. Right? The reason. the reason to show up, the reason to do what you do, right? Totally, right? So the second study... Okay, the second study uh, is uh, called the association between life purpose and mortality uh, among uh, US adults older, older than 50 years old. And here's what the results were again. Um, I'm just gonna go to like the, the, 
the meat and potatoes of the conclusion. So this study's results indicated that stronger purpose in life was associated with decreased mortality. And they, in this study, they actually looked at all cause mortality and reasons right, why people right. died. So purposeful living may have health benefits. And of course, every study says future research needs to be done. Um, uh, but basically there is a correlation between having purpose and quality of life and having purpose and mortality rates. So it's important that we have a purpose. And, and so the purpose needs to be something that we can experience every single day. I'm moving mm -hmm. into tips now. So this is what I want people to really pay attention okay. to. Your purpose needs to be something that you can experience every single day. If it's an end of life purpose or a legacy purpose, it will lose meaning over time. So yep. you can have a legacy purpose, but tie it back to your everyday contribution. And people overcomplicate this conversation, Kyle. It needs to be super simple. Like, like people think, what's my life purpose? And it's like, it is so overcomplicated. If people are struggling with this, they need to reach out and have a strategy session with one of us because, uh, because it is overcomplicated. It does not need to be uh, as complicated as it is. You need to experience it every day and it has to have a contribution to something outside of yourself. It has to have a contribution to someone else. When I say that everybody thinks I need to go volunteer for a not-for-profit, that does not have to be what it is. It could be contributing to your child's college fund. So instead of buying a Starbucks every day, you put $7 in a bank account every single day. Uh, so you can see it growing every single day. That can be a sense of purpose, right? So we want to make sure that people are focused on those two things. How people discover their purpose. This is a little broad, but the starting place, look at your values because your core value system is who you are or who you want to be in this world. It's part of your identity. The second thing you do is you look at what you enjoy, the tasks you enjoy doing. The combination, you think about this, the combination of what you like to do, like tasks that you find enjoyable right. and who you are as a person, that combination can lead you down the path of discovering your life purpose. I love that. And if I could add one to that is tell people your purpose, share yes. it with people, tell yes. people, right? Be your own advocate for your, your purpose. And you'd be amazed how people, Hmm, that's interesting. I believe that about you. And, and so they help you reaffirm it. Um, and also you reaffirm it for yourself. Cause if you could teach someone else about your purpose, it's going to lock it in for you too. Right. So you're going to remember it. So share that with people. That's a great conversation besides what about the game this weekend? What about the weather, right? Just say, listen, I just actually came to the realization that I have a purpose and I want to share that with you. I'd love to hear what you, you think about it or what resonates with you about the purpose because you're not asking for people's permission. You're just sharing that with them. I 100% agree, Kyle. And I can also tell you when people do that, it's like their own coming out story. I'll never forget uh, one of my clients she came in extremely insecure, extremely passive, person of color in a culture that, you know, maybe women are not um, seeing this. <clears throat> yeah, sometimes there's a little bit 
each culture has a different pieces to that, right? That's it. Yeah. Like, like, and she, this was her words to me, right? They're not seen yeah. the same way, right? So there was a specific role that she was supposed to fulfill and, mm-hmm. and that kind of thing. And, and so when she realized that she was a, you know, you know, you know, woman of color and although her parents actually were quite, uh, were quite uh, liberal in that sense, but there mm-hmm. was a, there was a piece about her identity when she realized oh. that she was a woman of color uh, in tech uh, who needed to communicate to the world in a specific way. There was a very specific purpose when she realized that not only did she start to cry, she started to go and tell her friends, yeah. right? So it was a sense of relief. And I'm right. telling you, she is going to be 10 times more successful than I am. And it was yeah. because she owned her purpose. And it's not that I don't own my purpose. I just see like, she's got this, she's got this panache and this drive and this like amazingness, yeah. right? And not that I'm comparing at all. It's just more, I, th- yeah. I think when I do the comparison, it's more about my appreciation for who she is as a human right. being, but it started with that purpose discovery. So folks, your imperfect inspired action is to start the work of discovering your purpose. And maybe that means reaching out to us and having a conversation. It's our goal to build a global community of inspired action takers. And we can only do that with your help. So if you love inspired action, please leave a review on your favorite podcasting app and share us on your socials. You've heard from us. Now we want to hear from you. Go to inspiredactionpodcast.ca and tell us what is the inspired action you took this week. Next week on Inspired Action for Imperfect Humans. When someone calls you sensitive, like you're too sensitive, you're so sensitive, what they're actually interpreting is their own emotional experience of the world. Mm -hmm. That's what they're interpreting.